Chapter 5, in which Rabbit has a busy day and we learn what Christopher Robin does in the mornings. <clears throat> it was going to be one of Rabbit's busy days. As soon as he woke up, he felt important, as if everything depended on him. It was just the day for organising something, or for writing a notice signed Rabbit, or for seeing what everyone else thought about it. It was a perfect morning for hurrying around to Pooh and saying, Ah, very well then, I'll go tell Piglet. And then going to Piglet and saying, Well, Pooh thinks, but perhaps I'd better go see Al first. It was a captainish sort of a day when everybody said, Oh, yes, Rabbit, and Oh, no, Rabbit, and waited until he'd told them. And he came out of his house and he sniffed the warm spring morning as he wondered what he would do. Kanga's house was nearest, and at Kanga's house was Roo, who said, Oh, yes, Rabbit, and Oh, no, Rabbit, almost better than anybody else in the whole forest. But there was another animal there nowadays, a strange and bouncy Tigger. And he was the sort of Tigger who was always in front when you were showing him the way anywhere, and he was generally out of sight, when at last you came to the place and said proudly, Here we are! No, not Kanga's, said Rabbit thoughtfully to himself, as he curled his whiskers in the sun. And, to make quite sure that he wasn't going there, he turned to the left and he trotted off in the other direction, which was the way to Christopher Robin's house. After all, said Rabbit to himself, Christopher Robin does depend on me. He is fond of Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore, and so am I, but they haven't any brain. Not to notice, anyway. And he does respect Al, because you can't help but respect anybody who can spell Tuesday, even if he doesn't spell it quite right. But spelling isn't everything. No, there are days when spelling Tuesday simply doesn't count. Kanga's too busy looking after Roo, and Roo's too young, and Tigger's too bouncy to be of any help to anyone. So, there's really nobody but me when you come to look at it like that. So I'll go and see if there's anything that he wants doing, and then I'll do it for him. It's just the day for doing things. And he trotted happily, and by and by he crossed the stream and he came to the place where all of his friends and relations lived. There seemed to be even more of them about than usual this morning, and having nodded to a hedgehog or two, with whom he was far too busy to shake hands, and having said, yeah, good morning, good morning, importantly to some others, and oh, there you are, kindly to the smaller ones, he waved a paw at some of them over his shoulder, and he was gone, leaving such an air of excitement and oh, I don't know what behind him, that several members of the Beetle family, including Henry Rush, made their way at once to the Hundred Acre Wood and began climbing trees in the hope of getting to the top before it happened, whatever it was, and so as they might get to see it properly. Rabbit hurried on by the edge of the Hundred Acre Wood, feeling more important every minute, and soon he came to the tree where Christopher Robin lived. He knocked at the door and he called out once or twice, and he walked back a little way and he put his paws up to keep the sun out, and he called to the top of the tree, and then he turned all around and he shouted, Hello! And, I say, it's Rabbit! But nothing happened, and then he stopped and he listened, and everything else stopped and listened with him, and the forest was very lone and still and peaceful in the sunshine, until, suddenly, a hundred miles above him, a lark began to sing. Bother, said Rabbit, he has gone out. And he went back to the green front door, just to make sure, and he was turning away, feeling that his morning had gotten all spoilt, when he saw a piece of paper on the ground, and there was a pin in it, just as if it had fallen off the door. Ah-ha, uh said Rabbit, feeling quite happy again. Another notice! And this is what it said. Gone out, backs on, busy, backs on, CR. Ah, said Rabbit again, I shall have to tell the others. And then he hurried off importantly. And the nearest house was Al's, and to Al's house in the Hundred Acre Wood he made his way. And he came to Al's door, and he knocked and he rang, and then he rang and he knocked, and at last Al's head came out and said, Go away, I'm thinking, oh, it's you, which was how he always began. Al, said Rabbit shortly, you and I have got brains, the others have fluff. 
If there is any thinking to be done in this forest, and when I say thinking, I mean thinking, then you and me are going to be the ones who do it. Oh yes, said Al. Yes, I was. Well, read that. And Al took Christopher Robert's notice from Rabbit. And he looked at it nervously. Now, he could spell his own name, Wall. And he could spell Tuesday, so as that he knew that it wasn't Wednesday. And he could read quite comfortably enough when you weren't looking over his shoulder saying, Well, all the time. And he could, Well, said Rabbit. Oh, yes, said Al, looking wise and thoughtful. Yes, I see what you mean. Oh, undoubtedly. Well? Mm, exactly, said Al. Yes, precisely, he added, after a short little thought. Oh, if you had not come to me, I should have come to you. Well, why? asked Rabbit. Oh, for that very reason, said Al, hoping that something helpful would start to happen soon. Well, yesterday morning, said Rabbit solemnly, I went to see Christopher Robin, and he was out, and pinned to his front door was a notice. Oh, this same notice? No, a different one, but the meaning was the same. It is very odd. Oh, amazing, said Al, looking at the notice again, and getting just for a moment a curious sort of a feeling that something had happened to Christopher Robin's back. Oh, well, what did you do, Rabbit? Hmm, nothing. Yes, the best thing, said Al wisely. Well, said Rabbit again, as Al knew he was going to. Exactly, said Al. And for a little while he couldn't think of anything more, and then, all of a sudden, he had an idea. Oh, well, tell me, Rabbit, he said, the exact words of the first notice. Now, this is very important. Everything depends on this. The exact words of the first notice. Well, it's just the same thing as this one, really. And Al looked at him and he wondered whether to push him off the tree. But, feeling that he could always do it afterwards, he tried once more to find out what on earth they were talking about. The exact words, please, he said, as if Rabbit hadn't spoken. Well, it just said, gone out, back on. Same as this one does, only this one says, busy, backs on, too. And Al gave a great sigh of relief. Oh, said Al. Oh, well, now we know where we are. Mm, yes, but where is Christopher Robin, said Rabbit. That's the whole point. Al looked at the notice again. And now to one of his education, the reading of it was very easy. Gone out, backs on, busy, backs on. That's just the sort of thing you would expect to see on a notice. It is quite clear what has happened, my dear Rabbit, he said. Christopher Robin has gone out somewhere with Baxon. He and Baxon are busy together. So have you seen a Baxon anywhere about in the forest lately? Oh, I don't know, said Rabbit. You see, that's what I came to ask you. What are they like? Oh, well, said Al. Well, the spotted or herbaceous Baxon is just a, um... Oh, well, at least, he said, was really more of a, uh... Oh, of course, he said. Well, it depends on the... Oh, well, said Al. Well, the fact is, he said, Well, I don't really know what they're like, said Al, frankly. Well, thank you, said Rabbit. And then he hurried off to see Pooh. And before he had gone very far, he heard a noise. So he stopped and listened. And this was the noise. <coughs> noise by Pooh. Oh, the butterflies are flying now. The winter days are dying. And the primroses are trying to be seen. And the turtle doves are cooing. And the woods are up and doing. And the violets are a-bluing in the green. Oh, the honeybees are gumming on their little wings and humming that the summer which is coming will be fun. And the cows are almost cooing and the turtle doves are mooing, which is why this poo is pooing in the sun. For the spring is really springing, you can see a skylark singing and the bluebells which are ringing can be heard. And the cuckoo isn't cooing, but it's clucking and it's ooing and the poo is simply pooing like a bird. Ah, oh, hello, poo, said Rabbit. Oh, hello, Rabbit, said Pooh dreamily. Did you just make that whole song up? Oh, yeah, I sort of made it up, said Pooh. It's not brain, you see, he went on humbly, because, well, you know why, Rabbit, but it does come sometimes. 
Oh, said Rabbit, who never let things come to him, but he always went and fetched them first. Well, the point is, have you seen a spotted, a herbaceous back sun in the forest at all? Oh, no, said Pooh. Not a, um, no, said Pooh. No, I, I saw a tigger just now. Well, that's no good. No, said Pooh. No, I thought that it wasn't. Well, have you seen Piglet? Oh, yes, said Pooh. I suppose that's not any good either, he asked meekly. Well, it all depends if he saw anything. Oh, he saw me, said Pooh. Rabbit sat down on the ground next to Pooh, and feeling much less important like that, he stood back up again. Well, what it all comes to is this, he said. What does Christopher Robin do in the mornings nowadays? Oh, why? What sort of a thing? Well, can you tell me anything that you've seen him do in the mornings these last few days? Oh, yes, said Pooh. Yeah, we had breakfast together yesterday, off by the pine trees. You see, I made up a little breakfast. Just a little fair-sized basket. Just an ordinary, biggish kind of basket full of, um... Yeah, yeah, said Rabbit. But I mean later than that. Have you seen him between eleven and twelve? Oh, well, said Pooh. Well, at eleven o'clock. At eleven o'clock... Well, you see, at eleven o'clock, I generally go home about then, because I have one or two things to do. Ah, oh, well, quarter past eleven, then. Oh, well, said Pooh. Oh, well, then half past. Oh, yeah, said Pooh. Yeah, half past. Maybe a little later I might see him. And now that he did come to think of it, he began to remember that he hadn't seen Christopher Robin so much about lately. Not in the mornings. Afternoons, yes, and evenings, yes, and before breakfast, yes, and just after breakfast, yes. Perhaps, see you again, Pooh, and then off he would go. Yeah, that's just it, said Rabbit. Where to? Oh, well, perhaps he is looking for something. What? said Rabbit. Mm, that's just what I was going to say, said Pooh. Then he added, perhaps he was looking for a, um, for a, uh, ah, for a spotted a herbaceous baxon? Yeah, said Pooh. One of those, just in case it isn't. Rabbit looked at him severely. I don't think that you're helping, he said. No, said Pooh. No, I do try, he added humbly. And Rabbit thanked him for trying, and he said that he would go now and see Eeyore, and Pooh could walk with him if he liked, but Pooh, who felt another verse of his song coming to him, said that he would wait for Piglet goodbye, Rabbit, and so Rabbit went off. But, as it happened, it was Rabbit who saw Piglet first. Piglet had gotten up very early that morning to pick himself a bunch of violets, and when he had picked them and put them in a pot in the middle of his house, it suddenly came over him that nobody had ever picked Eeyore a bunch of violets, and the more he thought of this, the more he thought how sad it was to be an animal who had never had a bunch of violets picked for him. So he hurried out again, saying to himself, Eeyore, violets, and then violets, Eeyore, just in case he forgot, because it was that sort of a day, and he picked a large bunch and then he trotted along smelling them and feeling very happy until he came to the place where Eeyore was. Oh, Eeyore, began Piglet a little bit nervously, because Eeyore was busy. Eeyore put out a paw and he waved him away. Oh, tomorrow, said Eeyore, or even the next day. Piglet came a little closer to see what it was. Eeyore had three sticks on the ground and was looking at them. Two of the sticks were touching at one end, but not at the other, and a third stick was laid across them. Piglet thought that perhaps this was some kind of trap, Oh, Eeyore, he began again. I just, um... Oh, is that a little piglet, said Eeyore, still looking hard at the sticks. Yes, Eeyore, and I, um... Do you know what this is? No, said Piglet. This is an A. Oh, said Piglet. No, not an O, an A, said Eeyore severely. Can't you hear? Do you think that you have more education than Christopher Robin? Oh, yes, said Piglet. Oh, no, said Piglet very quickly. Then he came closer still. Christopher Robin says that this is an A, and an A is what it is until somebody treads on it, Eeyore added sternly, and Piglet jumped backwards hurriedly, and he smelt at his violets. Do you know what an A means, little Piglet? 
Oh, no, Eeyore, I don't. It means learning. It means an education. It means all of those things that you and Pooh haven't got. That's what an A means. Oh, said Piglet again. Oh, I mean, oh, does it? He explained quickly. Well, I'm telling you, people come and go in this forest and they say to themselves, Oh, that's only Eeyore, that doesn't count. And they walk to and fro saying, Ha 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 ha, but do they know anything about an A? No, they don't. It's just three sticks to them. But to the educated, you mark this little piglet, to the educated, not meaning poos and piglets. This is a great and glorious A. Not, he added, just something that anybody can come along and breathe on. And Piglet stepped back nervously and he looked around for some help. Oh, here's Rabbit, he said gladly. Hello, Rabbit. Rabbit came up importantly, and he nodded to Piglet, and he said, Ah, Eeyore, in the voice of one who would be saying goodbye in about two more minutes. There's just one thing I wanted to ask you, Eeyore. What happens to Christopher Robin in the mornings these days? What is this that I am looking at? said Eeyore, still looking at it. Why, that's three sticks, said Rabbit promptly. See, said Eeyore to Piglet, and then he turned to Rabbit. I will now answer your question, he added solemnly. Thank you, said Rabbit. What does Christopher Robin do in the mornings these days? Why, he learns. He becomes educated. He instigates, and I think that that is the word that he mentioned, but I might be referring to some other word. He instigates knowledge, and in my small way, I also, if I have the word right, uh, am doing what he does. And this here, for instance... Oh, that's an A, said Rabbit. But it's not a very good one. Well, I better get back to tell the others. Eeyore looked at his sticks, and then he looked at Piglet. What did Rabbit say it was? he asked. Oh, an A, said Piglet. And did you tell him that? No, Eeyore, I didn't. I expect he just knew already. He knew already? You mean this A thing is a thing that Rabbit just knew? Yes, Eeyore, he is very clever, Rabbit is. Clever, said Eeyore scornfully, putting a foot heavily down on his three sticks. Education, said Eeyore bitterly, jumping up and down on his six sticks. What's learning? asked Eeyore as he kicked his twelve sticks up in the air. It's just a thing Rabbit already knew. Oh, I think, began Piglet nervously. No, don't, said Eeyore. But I think that violets are very nice, said Piglet, and he laid his bunch in front of Eeyore and then he scampered off. And then the next morning, the notice on Christopher's Robin's door said, Gone out, back soon. C-R, which is why all of the animals in the forest, except, for, of course, the spotted and herbaceous Baxen, now know exactly what Christopher Robin does in the mornings. End of chapter.